Welcome to the It Takes Two podcast with your host. You're very kind of hosting Shayla. And D. Shayla's not the hostess with the mostest today. Apparently. The hostess beneath to sleep. Shayla just got off work from a hard 12-hour shift, so her life, is, her life is very difficult today. I got off work four and a half hours ago, so it's really, like, longer than that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, this is the podcast where Shayla gives you her expert advice, and then I tell you the truth. Today, we'll address parental fitness and break that down into three categories, physical, mental, and financial. Uh, we'll touch on discussing the LGBT community with your children, stay-at-home parenting, and tips for a spouse helping or supporting his wife during child labor. His or her wife, since we're discussing the LGBT community today. So to start off, oh, and as always, we'll give our parental tips, our confessions, and always talk about our favorite child of the week. So in starting our parental fitness, I'd like to discuss physical fitness. I think most of us like to put our children in sports or just keep them active and it's a big push because as Americans we're overweight obviously and sports is a whole nother category that we'll talk about at a later date and why the kids do it but I think as parents we're kind of hypocrites if we in turn don't also stay fit um being in shape you I mean one you just get to run around with your kids if anybody has had a toddler before knows like they don't sit still and Kids enjoy being active. They slow down as they get older. Um, but if you take the TV away and the video games and the electronics, like they'll still want to get outside and do stuff. And I mean, it's good family fun to go outside, go hiking, go to the park, go swimming, go fishing, do whatever. But just be outside and be active. Play. We sometimes go to our kids' school and we'll play a game of soccer. And I'll put the girls on my team and Shayla put the boys on her team and we play against each other. I always win, uh, and I blame no. and and I blame Shayla for that, and the kid, the boys also blame Shayla for that. Not always. I've I've literally never lost. Not a game of soccer, not basketball, soccer. not anything. Basketball. When have you beat me basketball? Easter. Shayla? What the fuck are you talking about? We won. Easter, Easter at the elementary school. We won. Shayla, first of all, you're telling people that we're heathens and we don't go to church on Easter. We don't go to church on Easter. We don't ever go we to church. We barely go to church on, on any Sunday. Why are we going to go on Easter? You're saying barely. Like, we barely go to church, like, in life. We're like, two or this more decade. are present. The Lord is. There's eight of us here. He's always yes, here. He's in our heart. <laughs> he's but here. nonetheless. Church is at the house. Bedside Baptist. <laughs> um, What Easter did you ever, like, when have you this ever beat me at anything? Shayla, you've literally never we beat played, me at anything. And then Shaden was on my team. He was slacking, and then all of a sudden he realized, like, all of a sudden he, Shaden oh, shit, didn't stop. We're gonna lose, and then and we you lost. lost. And you're like, oh shit, we're gonna lose, and then we there won. it is, we lost. We won. Shayla, literally, I've never lost. What? Stop He's it, never bro. Lost like, in his head. Please don't Shayla, him. you've never okay, beat me at anything. Part. Would you like to discuss physical, physical fitness? fitness? Like, how do you feel well, about physical fitness? Done. I am done. I want to know. I want you to tell the people about your physical fitness journey. I think it's amazing. Talk to the people, Shayla. So, um, I've, I've gone from being somewhat fit to very not fit, very out of shape, to now I'm trying to get back to fitness. It has been a struggle, but um, I do see um, the kids like for you to, you know, go out and play. Like, they like when we go out and play basketball or we go out and play soccer um, and we do stuff like that. They really 
they really enjoy like playing, um, like everyone playing. So I think it's really important to try to stay fit and to try to be involved and just to get out and just play with your kids with whatever they want to do. Um, I also feel like, um, and Dee continually said this to me, um, you know, you need to set a good example for your children by being the example. So um, definitely the kids seeing me working out more has um, gotten them, like, will come in. Like, I, um, I did Zumba for a while pretty regularly, and I would take the girls, and they were so excited, and they would do Zumba with me. Um, so I think keeping them involved um, helps me to stay involved and hopefully will have that mindset as they get older to try to, you know, stay physically fit and do something um, to, to exert that energy. I think Shayla is absolutely right to repeat what I said and discuss positive body images with young females. Uh, it doesn't affect boys so much, but I definitely think that the mother being in shape and being active and not necessarily like a specific shape, just being healthy is good for the kids and teaches the young women to love themselves and in turn take care of their bodies. Our next category of parental fitness is mental fitness. I Mental fitness is a taboo subject in America. Like, I think we talk a lot about gun control and all that. And, you know, there, there might need to be some gun control. I'm definitely pro-gun. Don't know if I... I'm not NRA type of guy, but I'm into having guns. But I think we don't discuss mental fitness. I think as, as men, as Americans, as black men, we don't discuss mental illness. I think we're not allowed to have or express emotions outside of happiness or anger. Uh, men just aren't, it's not okay, we're not told by society that we can express a full range of emotion. If a, if a female or a woman is upset about something, she's having a bad day, things didn't go her way, she got a car, she got a traffic ticket, like whatever, flat tire, she can cry and it's considered acceptable. Not necessarily my thing or in my house, but just society will say it's okay. Men aren't allowed to express sadness. So if you're sad, that has to be exhibited in anger. And due to that, I think men tend to have mental issues, like mental health issues, because we don't know how to like talk through our problems. It's, it's mostly through violence, and that's why our society is so violent. And so I think it's important for us to teach our kids to be in tune with their emotions and to express them, but in a healthy manner. Because I, I in turn, I still don't think that you could just sit around all day and cry about it and talk about it. And as if you listen to the first episode, like I'm not really a fan of venting. I'm a fan of discussing your issues, talking about it, and figuring it out and working through it. Shayla, would you like to talk to people about venting and how it helps you with mental health? Yeah, so I do like to vent a lot. 
Um, and sometimes I don't vent with D because he just wants to, he wants to like rebuttal my vent or like, and like solve it and then. Sorry for trying to help. Yeah, but sometimes being helpful is just listening. And then when I'm done, that is all. Um, so that is definitely part of mental health. I think sometimes also you need to get away from your sanity, um, whether it's taking like a mini vacation or, you know, um, like I had said, maybe the first episode, like, you know, take yourself to lunch or just have quiet time, whatever you need to do. Um, also if you need, like, sometimes you're sad, but if you're overly sad, like there might be a problem. Like there's a lot of mental illness that, um goes um undiagnosed and so where you could be talking to someone or you know possibly get on meds to help you you're not because people are just like oh it's okay like you know you're sad you'll get over it and sometimes you can't um so it's definitely okay to like talk to somebody and see if you know maybe they just have ways that can help you get through it or if you need to progress to something else um, and then also find something to clear your mind. Like people, you know, a lot of people like yoga, um, you know, because yoga has like a medi- uh, meditation aspect to it. They can help like clear your mind and soothe you um, and just the stretching. And um, it can definitely help um, your mental health as well. So finding something or working out or, you know, maybe cooking or, you know, doing something that just mentally um kind of calms you is definitely a good way to um, try to keep up with your mental fitness so how do you feel about therapy i think therapy is very beneficial i think um i think it's always i think it's easier um somebody from the outside looking in than from the inside looking out i think um talking to someone they can get a better perspective um and that's like personal therapy couples therapy family therapy like I mean I think it's good you know you can like talk and argue with your spouse your significant other or a family member um like forever not get anywhere you're talking in circles whereas sometimes when you go to therapy they can kind of hone into what maybe that specific issue is and where y'all are like faltering and then help you get through that but so you you said you're you're good with therapy and and so say we go to couples therapy and the therapist says Shayla like why don't you do this and then that's exactly what D said you should do are we gonna listen to that therapist or we're we gonna be like yeah like now nah, I'm gonna go ahead and keep doing what I'm doing no we can listen to the therapist because yes the therapist is offer a fresh perspective that's but D, D thinks the therapist is just gonna be off. No, I'm not saying that. I'm like I. I the thing is, I admit. The thing is, I admit when I'm wrong. The, so I'm not always what? right. I'm not always right. Never, never what? that. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. Hold the phone. Get out of here. This is recorded, so we can play this back. Stop it, Shayla. Stop <laughs> it. But but my thing is like so. You just said you won't vent to me, but you'll go to a therapist. Oh no! I and then they're you. and then they're going to give you. Like solutions to your problem, but when I offer solutions to your problem, it's an it's is, the issue. You go to the therapist for a problem. You go to your spouse or a friend to vent about an issue 
that happen that maybe you don't want them to resolve. Then shit, we need some boundaries then. Because like you you need a you need a venter. You need a venti. That's why a venti I can't vent to you. I'll call like someone else. Sometimes shit might be like all the time. Like No. Sometimes it just happens that I need to vent right now. And you happen to be here. I guess. So now our okay. chief financial officer. So we will talk about financial fitness. Uh, I think financial fitness is important whether you're single, um, whether you're a couple, whether you have children, whether you don't have children, um, whether you're trying to have children or you never want to have children. I think financial fitness is a big, big thing. Um, and I think no matter how much money you make, you can, you know, you can work on being financially fit. Um, the biggest thing is just budget. Like no matter how much you make, you need to make sure that you are living within your means and you're budgeting your money that comes in and out so that you know that it's, you know, it's going to, um, it's all going to, in the end, like you're going to have your money that you need for whatever it is that you need. Also, you know, um, having like an emergency savings for just those things that you don't expect. It's really, it's hard. I mean, I, D and I have been through being dead ass broke. Stealing money from our children's piggy banks. Having nothing to like, you know, making pretty good money. So, I mean, I think we have like the wide spectrum of um, being financially fit and financially poor and financially way out of shape and, you know, somewhere in the middle. And I mean, even now we're still trying to just get a balance to it. It's hard. Um, I think it's important to... Um, also teach your kid fi- kids financial fitness so teach them about the value of a dollar you know like our kids they sell their artwork to us and to others um, and then they end up buying stuff from each other and I, we have to tell them like look just because you have money doesn't mean you spend money because then you're going to want something else and you would have already spent the money that you had um, I think it's important to teach older kids um, especially about financial readiness um, about like credit cards and student loans and personal loans, um, especially as they get into high school to college, it's very important so that they understand like when you go to college, you are going to get thrown everything and it's going to look like free money and it's not. Um, so, and I think it starts there, it starts with your children, um, and so they can understand uh, money and budgets, and as they get older, they'll um, be able to better. Um, be financially fit as single people and as couples and family. So on your point about the teaching them about loans, like, don't you feel like we should just tell your children to not take any type of loans? Right. I think like work, work hard, get school paid for it. Don't take a student loan. Like car loan, I mean, I would try to avoid the car loan, like save up money, buy what's in your means. Like you're saying, like stay within your means, like avoid loans altogether. I think right, that's what I kills think, most people. That's what kills us. I think you have to teach your kids about loans so that they know not to take loans. Yes, of course, tell them not to take loans. But if you just tell them not to take loans and they go to college and these people are like, oh, look, you get this student loan. Look, like their friends are like, oh, I got this student loan and I'm getting this car or, you know, oh, I'm. You know, like, oh, let's ball out because I got my loan check. And then your kids are like, I can get a loan check. And you think it's free money. You're like, oh, you're walking around and people are like, sign up for this credit card and get this credit card. And then people, they think like, oh, I can get this credit card. Like, it's, it's, 
you can't just tell them don't do something. You have to, to explain oh. to them what it is, what happens, how it works. I'm not saying tell them and, don't do something. And so they understand like it's not a good idea. I'm not saying don't tell them don't do something at all. I'm telling, I'm saying to guide them. Like, okay, if I tell you about a loan, hey, this is what a loan, this is what your interest rate is. Okay, now you know what a loan is. Okay, so they know what a loan is. So they're like, okay, so I get money. Like, so <laughs> I'm going to take out $30,000 loan and I get $30,000, right? Okay, well, the interest rate for here is 10. The interest rate for here is 5. Okay, I'll take this one. It's 5%. Well, do you really need that loan? Like, right, well, that's why I said it's important to especially tell you kids who are in high school going to college because this is when they can more understand exactly, like, interest rate and, you know, minimum payments and how much a loan and debt. Like, they can understand that more so than like you know a kid in elementary school can they can grasp it and it's so much closer uh it's so much more available to them in a closer time frame than it is when they're like in elementary school so it's really important to tell like your college kid um about it because i didn't and i have loans out the wazoo so yeah i'm still paying shayla's loans off so the kids so the kids the kids don't get any loans but i think to put a bow on all this like all of it, be it financial, physical, mental fitness, like we have to lead by example. So with our money, like we can tell the kids as soon as you get it, don't go out and blow it. But if every payday we go to the mall or we go shopping here and if we're stopping at McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, every like every day, which the kids will ask to go there every day, one, because they get toys, but two, just, you know, who doesn't like chicken nuggets and french fries? But that's that's twofold. That's financial fitness and that's physical fitness. Like we need to teach them to meal prep, cook at home, do things like that for themselves, save their money. It, it and I feel like what you eat affects you mentally too. So don't go to McDonald's or Burger King. Mm. I'm saying this like we don't do it, but I try not to. Shayla doesn't listen. What? I'm in a while. And by in a while, she means today. No. Bro, I came home the other day. They were Sonic. Oh, okay, my bad. You didn't go to Burger King or McDonald's. That was Sonic because we're... Sonic's um, totally different. It's definitely healthy. Uh, okay. So, um, we will discuss a question that we got on how do you handle going from two incomes to one and being a stay-at-home parent? Um, so, we've done this. <laughs> um, I think... Um, it's better if you can plan it like you it's better if you haven't lost your job and you have no option and this is what you're going to do um, it's better not that sorry it's not better if that happens it's better if you can plan it like say you're planning to have children and you're like okay we're going to get pregnant now but I want to be a stay at home parent when the baby's born so what I would suggest if you have that time to pre-plan is one budget but budget off of one income. So the whole entirety of your pregnancy, um, whatever you're making, just set aside. Like put it in savings, don't touch it. And literally budget just off of the spouse uh, or the significant other who will be working. Um, because it takes a while to just get a budget down, especially if you're used to two incomes and all of a sudden you go drop down to one. It takes a long while to like, fully grasp that that money isn't there so it's better that you start when that money still is kind of around um as like a safety net um 
then if you just say okay i'm just we're gonna use all this money until then plus it'll give you a little savings as well so it'll give you a little cushion um so now i think on the other side of that if you know somebody's laid off and you think like hey you know how much we're paying for daycare it's ridiculous let me be a stay-at-home parent i think um it's the same premise you have to budget i think it's a lot more difficult because it's like do or die you have no options this is what you have to do so i think it's really important to understand like and just like see like can we afford this house can we afford this rent or this mortgage can we afford our cars like maybe if you're a stay-at-home mom um and y'all have two cars that both have payments maybe you go down to one car you know you really have to think of those things to really be able to to make it work i think um you have to change habits, like eating habits. If you're used to eating out, picking up food, you're gonna have to make food at home more. Um, you definitely, not only that, I think, um, when I was a stay-at-home mom. Was, oh boy. It was by far the hardest. Worst time of our lives. The hardest and the, the worst job I've ever had Worst of life. times. I commend women and men who can be stay-at-home parents. Um, I am not one of those people. Sure not. I, um, I will admit my shortcomings, and that is one of them. I was miserable. Shayla's saying her shortcoming is being a parent. No. Like, that's, no, that's just, basically what she's saying I can't, right now. I, I just couldn't deal with, like, no life, adult company. Life and children. No adult How do you not have an adult home where there's other stay-at-home parents, and you can go to, like, groups for stay-at-home so, moms, and there's fitness groups. Okay. You can so go meet with people at the park. Maybe that was part of it. But another part of it is, like, there's no sick days for me at staying home parent. There's no like days off. There's naps There's, every day. Yes, but you know, sometimes you just <laughs> like want to get, get away and you can't. Because you know what? The other person, the other spouse is like, all you do is stay at home. So, you know, like it's it's hard. Sometimes you just want to get away from your kids. So Shayla wanna... does not like so the the moral of the story yes. is Shayla actually it's does not like me. being a parent. I love being a parent. Shayla does <laughs> Shayla likes taking pictures of cute children. I I just cannot be a stay-at-home parent. I would rather work. I would rather work and be exhausted and work nights as a nurse. Which is why she works nights, so I have to stay with the children. And be tired. Then it's not built for me. I mean, I think it's amazing. It's not built for you or you're not built for it? I'm not built for it. I'm tired. So, um, anyway, um, I think that it's... I commend anybody who wants to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, it's very doable, especially if you have really young children daycare is a ridiculous cost and sometimes people are literally working to pay for daycare and it doesn't make sense when you can spend time with your beautiful children and raise them i think that is absolutely amazing i think for us um especially when i became a nurse and he a firefighter our schedule just worked out where somebody's always home so somebody's always here whether you know like it's my day my day off but i work that night so i'm sleeping and d's off or you know somebody's always here so it always works out um so nobody has to be a stay-at-home parent because we kind of share that duty um i mean we still do daycare but that's just because that's just because shayla spoils the children and they need to get away from her no, no. It's, it's best for well, everybody that Shayla's that, not home. That, that that's that's one, the that's the moral to the story. It's best for everybody that Shayla's not home. Not allow me to sleep, and that little one I wants to do wherever her sister does. I take naps. So I get she, naps all her the sister time. started kindergarten, and she had to go as well. So she is in pre K three. But um, stay at home parents, it's very hard. I think I think the big thing too is make a plan of your day, like you were saying, like you know, go to groups, other stay at home moms, because trust. Like, go, look at your neighborhood group, like the Next Door app. 
you know how many like messages I see with stay-at-home moms trying to find other stay-at-home moms like it's a miserable existence if you stay at home with your kids and do nothing with adults all day every day so yes you like go out and like meet people meet other stay-at-home moms like go hang out go to the park go to like all this stuff there's so much stuff that's free that you can go with your kids and tire them out like you said take naps every day make sure your kids take a nap every day because if not if you're not exhausted and if you don't nap which you really should at the very least you have that time free of kids crying you can use the bathroom by yourself you can shower by yourself uh, so that's my take on um stay home parenting and going from two incomes to one so now that Shayla has told you this, whatever you want to call it, first on the, I'll touch on the two incomes to one before I touch on the fact that Shayla makes parenting extremely difficult. Um, everything Shayla said was right about that budgeting and all that is cool, but like you can write the budget down and that's great, but then you have to figure out, like you, you got to start cutting costs. Like, do you really need cable? Like, especially in this day and time, you don't get a stick, get Netflix like you don't need cable. Cut that out. Um, all the extra. We're going out to eat every night. Like Shayla said, like cut all that out. Uh, a very important thing about this whole stay at home thing. The, the most the most expensive aspect of parenting and during your stay at home phase is really diapers. Like at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, it's diapers. You, if you're if you're breastfeeding like your child's fed so that's squared away just get have a diaper party i mean if it's your first kid you like try to get a bunch of hand-me-downs and have everybody bring diapers and that'll hold you over like we got so many diapers for pretty much every kid that we were squared away for at least six to eight months of diapers um but i think you have to hustle still like you might quit your actual like office like i'm sitting at a desk job but you could find out that you might make more money. Like if you really just like kids and you're a stay at home parent and then you meet people in your neighborhood or like Shayla who are just trying to get away from their kids and they drink a lot, then why I don't, don't you drink a lot. then why don't you just babysit other people's kids? Like you're home already and now your kids are being socialized because they're being around other people's kids and you could charge if you charge somebody fifteen dollars an hour or twenty dollars an hour, that's twenty dollars more than you had before. Ain't nobody paying twenty dollars an hour. Okay, well, you charge $15. You said, hell, charge $10 an hour. You didn't have that $10 before. You didn't have that $20 or $30 before. How many times do you want to just take a damn nap? I'm like, look, I'm, would you not, in, in the thick of things, having two kids and a, and a toddler, not just pay $20 to get a two-hour nap? Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah, you would. So, I mean, that or just, just figure out how to hustle. But... I mean, once we get to the daycare aspect of it, I, I, I'm a fan of daycare um, just because of socialization issues. But and if you don't want to send them somewhere else, then turn your house into a daycare. Now, as far as the being a stay at home parent, um, Shayla's already told you she's she was horrible at it. So I don't need to reiterate that, although I will. I think. Um, say what? Of course you will. I love you. So I think that if Shayla was a millionaire, I would gladly be a stay-at-home parent. Uh, it's just about structure. Shayla struggles because she does not do well with time management, and therefore, when she has, when the kids actually go to sleep, Shayla decides to either start doing things or get on her phone, and then she sits in the bed on her phone 
for 45 minutes. And then when she lays down, 15 minutes later, one of the kids comes in and wakes her up. Sounded like she could have got an hour nap to me. So, I mean, that's that's her time management. So, I mean, that's the main thing about stay-at-home parent. Like, have your kids on a set schedule. Don't try to get extra sleep in the morning. Instead, wake them up at a specific time, plan them out. We're going to go do this. We're going to do this. When we just had our oldest and we were just straight, flat-ass broke, and Shayla was working at Red Lobster and I was working at a community center when we were in college, I would get our oldest son up and put him in the car and we would just drive somewhere and walk through a store. Like literally I would just hold his hand and we would walk through a store looking at stuff until he got exhausted. And then I would put him in the car. We'd drive home. He'd pass out on the way home. I'd take him in the house, lay him down and I would get a nap. And our kids are incredible nappers. Shayla hasn't figured this out yet. I have. Like every kid we have will take at least a three hour nap. If you lay them down and it's not just let them run around crazy, like you have to, it has to be organized. No, sometimes that little one sneaks out. She woke me up yesterday as soon as D left the house. And then as soon as I walked back in the house, she laid down and took a four hour nap. So. And it's time for me to wake up. So, so the moral of the story is have discipline, have structure, have a schedule as a stay at home parent. Have a game plan. You're obviously going to have to cut some things when you go from two to one and cut all the frivolous stuff. The cable, the extra spending, learn to cook, cook in bulk, mm-hmm. meal prep, and, and you're good to go. So our next question, Shayla. So we are going to talk about how you can be supportive during childbirth. Um, as a Let me get the exact question that this person asked. They said, how can a spouse really support their wife while in labor when the wife has a hard time staying calm in tense situations? So I think it just, so, um, it, I mean, people are different. Like, I feel like do you think sometimes in, in different situations I might be a little sporadic, but I feel like I'm really good in that. Uh, intense situations but um i think it's important to kind of do whatever they want you to do like i mean after going through five labors like some of them i wanted to be touched others i did not some i wanted my hand held others i did not i think it's just important to to just whatever your spouse or significant other kind of needs at the time that's your job to be there i think um there are people like a doula um that can be very supportive, which I looked, um, I actually looked into with my last, but, um, decided against it, um, just for, just cause of time, um, time frame. but doulas are really, you know, really supportive and they can really help, um, especially for maybe a significant other that isn't as like able to soothe or doesn't really know what to do or doesn't feel comfortable or is like afraid, like get a doula, look into getting a doula. Cause I mean, they're really there. Like you can still be there. But the doula can like absolutely be supportive and be like just help you help that person in labor um, to help your significant other. So being in labor, um, it kind of sucks. You know, it hurts. Um, Get an epidural. It takes, you know, it can take a while. I think um, I was blessed to not have crazy, crazy long crazy painful labors um Shaden was about five and a half hours I think um 
Kingston, we got to the hospital. It was like 23 minutes when we got to the hospital. I labored a little bit at home. That was Shayla's fault. It was. I didn't I didn't look cute in the first pictures with our first. So I decided I was going to get dolled up and do my hair and do my makeup when I was already and then, having and contractions. And then sweat all that when, shit up. When sweat I was in all the that shower, shit up. <laughs> I realized my contractions were like two minutes apart. And we were like 25 minutes away from the... Um, Hotel. I and mean, then, hospital. And, and then I felt she's like she yelling. wasn't speeding. And then like, she's yelling at me to speed. I now, mind you, let me... It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Run the damn let light. Me, let me set the scene for you. We're in Virginia. Rural Virginia. A black man driving a car at 5 o'clock at night. And she wants me to five speed. 5 o'clock in the morning. Whichever part of the day you want to claim 5 o'clock a.m. is. Labor, she wants me to speed. And yep, and then and then, then we would have got pulled over. We would have got pulled over. I would have gotten shot, and, ba- and <laughs> Shayla would have had a baby. The cop so, would have killed her husband and then delivered her baby in the car. So anyway, Kingston came in like 23 minutes when we got to the hospital. Um, but um, Bella, uh, so I didn't have an epidural the first two, but the, set, but the third one I did, and it was amazing. Um, I think, you know... You, do whatever you feel comfortable with. If you want to do a childbirth, do a childbirth. If you want to do just childbirth all natural or hospital all natural um, with no epidural, do that. Like, you know, work it out. Know that you have options. And maybe when you're in, um, when you're, whatever you pick, if you're like, I changed my mind, I want this. Like, you can have it. Like, you have options. Write a birth plan, but know that it's not going to, it's not necessarily going to be what happens. <clears throat> I think... Um, pre-planning is really important, like having what you need, having what you want, but always being prepared. Um, I think it's hectic in labor, like especially if it's your first child, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's coming. You don't know the pain of childbirth. Um, you don't know like everything the doctor has to do while you're there, you know, or things that can go wrong. Like it's, I mean, it's a, it's a tense time for everyone. Um, and I think the main thing is just be whatever. If she needs you to rub her back, rub her back. If she needs you to rub her feet, rub her feet. If she wants you to not touch her and just be there, then don't touch her and just be there. If she wants you to talk, if she wants to watch a movie, like it's hard to gauge how people are going to react in that situation and what people are going to need. So you just need to be there for whatever she needs. And hopefully the labor isn't like, you know, 24, 36 hour type labor. But just be there. Like, it's hard. I mean, and each pregnancy is different and each emotion is different. And um, my emotions were all over the place with, you know, like each of my pregnancies, my emotions were different. And I That's needed, just life. And I needed different things. So just be there for them. And if, you know, and if she's like all hectic, like talk about like if you have a breathing thing or if she has music she likes that soothes her do that or like bring some oil so you can like give her a massage if that's what she wants like give her a foot massage maybe they like help calm her or look into getting a doula they'll do all that for you and you can just be there you don't want to be down by her feet you're gonna catch the sight of something you don't want to see you don't have to be down there when the baby's coming out but i'm saying you know while she's laboring if she wants you to rub her feet rub her feet so let me first point out, and this this is the point to this, not just me being an asshole. That Shayla made the entire question that was, "What can you? What can a spouse do about her?" And by her, I mean her being the person having the baby. Um, and then yeah, she, and then she, and then she wrapped it up with, "Yeah, do some stuff for her." No, do whatever so, that she wants. So Shayla spoke. It's my turn now. So the thing about it is. Whereas I, I made that point to say that this is actually the person in labor. This is actually their time to be selfish. And that's OK. They're dealing with pain that we will never be able to comprehend. So 
I'll say the best part of Shayla's pregnancies, and this is just me assuming, the best part of Shayla's five pregnancies and the best part of just the whole entire experience is the fact that while in labor in that room, that is the only time I ever allow Shayla to yell at me. Like, allow, I wouldn't. That, that, and by allow, Shayla will do whatever the hell she wants to do. We all, anybody who's been around Shayla for longer than 10 minutes understands that. Shayla does whatever she wants to do. It's not the, I let my wife go do this. It's that there won't be any recourse or rebuttal or back and forth. So as a spouse, all the stuff that Shayla said is is very, like, you obviously have to listen to your wife. I can't say Shayla didn't know what she's talking about because in this in this particular instance, Shayla is the expert. This one particular instance, Shayla's the expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, you just you got to let her have her way. So that's that. But I think more importantly is if your spouse is naturally spastic or uneasy or nervous or whatever adjective you want to put on that, like you have to be the ground. You have to be the root to the whole situation. If it's a play, play music thing, that's cool. If it's just really talk in calm, calming, quiet assuring tones like even when Shayla yelled at the nurse I just tried to redirect her get her refocused stop it Shayla you yelled at the nurse you, you made fun of white people I did not make fun of white people he's lying he is absolutely lying Shayla when, when, when he came out you said ill he's white like, I didn't say ill he's, he's white like, I was like oh my god he's white if I could see him come out of my vagina I'd be like whose kid is this <laughs> That baby. Where'd that white baby come from? Yeah, those are her exact words. So <laughs> Shayla yelled at the nurses. Oh, so now you're gonna say so? A second ago, you were like, "When no, did this happen?" When are you, are you talking about when she gave me the shot? You, Shayla, there's so many instances of you yelling at the nurses. Yell at the nurse. Shayla, with the with with the second pregnancy, you came in late as we discussed already, and then you gave everybody the worst attitude because they told you it was too late for you to get a shot. You acted like a total. The epidural, to which everybody should take the epidural, but Shayla act like a total B, because I'm not gonna say that word. No, I didn't. Shayla showed her entire ass because she couldn't get because she couldn't get because she couldn't get the epidural that she knew she wasn't gonna get. Shayla almost started crying on the way to the hospital because she's like, "They're not gonna give me an epidural. I I just know it. I know they're not gonna give me epidural." And then when she got in and discovered what she already knew, she gave everybody attitude for the duration. Like I literally apologized to all the nurses there when Shayla went to sleep because I said that he was white. No, all the nurses were white. Nonetheless, so just just be calming for her. Just be calming for her. Like Shayla said, I think sometimes she wanted her back rub. Sometimes she wanted her hair scratched. Sometimes she wanted her hand held. She always wanted ice chips. I'm not really sure how that helps, but apparently it does. Your mouth is so dry. Well, cool. It's like you're like panting like a dog. Be the water boy. Hydrate her. I don't really do all the breathing exercises. I don't want to say that I think it's BS. I think maybe I just think it's stupid. To each his own. If it works to, for to, you. Yeah, to each his own. Like, But you have to figure out what your spouse wants in that instance and just be that. Plan it out. Get a ball. Like one of those really big balls. Let it roll in the ball. Like just plan it out. Let her plan out what she wants. Bring all the stuff and then see what happens. If everybody, if anybody is a Mike Tyson fan, and I feel like this is a Mike Tyson quote where he says, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. 
Like, yeah, pack a bag, have a plan, do the walkthrough, go to Lamar's classes, and literally all that shit's out the window once the contractions start kicking in. And is I mean, I don't know if it's my me being a first responder or whatever, is you just have to know how to handle pressure situations and it's just you have to be the one that's calm in that situation. Be calming, find out what she wants, let her do her thing. If you want to get down there and try to deliver the baby or cut something, that's your thing. It wasn't mine. I focused on Shayla. I let the doctors and nurses focus on bringing my children into the world safely. And then after they get the kid out, cut the cord and clean it up, then you can give it to me. I don't really want to hold dirty children. Like, that's too much for me. I don't want to be down to anything in that area. So I don't want anything from that area remnant on my child. So moral of the story, just keep them calm. So the last question is, and the person who asked me this question actually doesn't have, doesn't have children, isn't married. And they told me that they don't comment because they feel like it's not their place seeing as they aren't married or don't have children. But they asked me a really intriguing question. And I said, I'm definitely going to have to touch on that. They asked, like, how would you discuss just the LBGT and the existence of people who are outside of the norm, the quote unquote norm that society like puts on us? How do you discuss the LBGT community with your children? Um, so what do you think, Shayla? I don't think that's something we necessarily have touched on. So, um, I feel like this is good because like, these questions make, like, make our kids, like, the test subjects. So I did talk to Bella and Keith, so our 9 and 10-year-old, about LGBT. So I asked them, did they know what LGBT meant? And did, you know, did they understand what, like, lesbian and bisexual and transgender um, so they understood lesbian, um, and gay. They, um, I explained to them bisexual because they, they had never heard of it. Um, and then I explained to them transgender. I think the most, they had the most questions about transgender. It confused them the most. And honestly, I think, um, I don't necessarily understand it fully, but I, um, I explained to them, you know, like embrace it, embrace whatever, like whatever somebody else wants to do, it doesn't affect your life. You know, I told them, I said, um, I'm not, I'm not gay, but I feel like the fact that, um, people that are gay had to fight, um, and still don't have it in some places where they can be married is ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we will like stop someone that's in love from getting married. Um, I told, I told them, you know, people are different. Um, with transgender, I told them, you know, sometimes people, I tried to explain to them, you know, um, you're born a woman, but you feel like you should be a man. And so you start the process of becoming that. Um, and I told them, you know, people are different. Nobody looks, nobody looks exactly the same. Everybody's different. Everybody loves different. They love different people. And I, I told them that, you know, they just have to be accepting. And just because something doesn't affect them or isn't, they're not involved in that, doesn't mean that it's wrong so you know just because like a guy might love another guy or a woman might love another woman like that's them in love and they should have the same um i explained to kingston i'm like you know they should have the same they should be able to get married and if one of them has has a kid the other one should be able to put be put on the birth certificate without having to pay all this money for a lawyer to to get them on the birth certificate 
Like, they should have the same rights as we do. It doesn't make sense. Like, why stop them? How is it affecting anybody else's life, What they choose, who they choose to love? So, I think um, it's if you make it as easy as explaining to them that people are different and what that means, like, what exactly LGBT means, what, you know, like, um, transgender people, you know, like, what they are, what they, you know, if they are men, if they look like a man, even if they were born a woman, they're a man. If they were born a man, if they, like, you know, um, transition to a woman, like, you call them a woman. So I told them just, you know, like, embrace differences in, in everyone. Um, and I also told them, you know, definitely if, if you feel like there's an injustice anywhere, like somebody's getting picked on or something, because of anything, the way they look, who they love, you know, what they choose. Like, and I tell them to speak up. It's not okay. Just because it doesn't affect you, it affects somebody else, and that's still not okay. I like everything that Shayla said, and clearly her using the children as test subjects was, I mean, it's cool. I think, I think we discuss it like, we, or you should discuss it how you discuss anything else with open, with openness and honesty. Uh, there's no point in hiding it. I think it's funny that in this test case that Shayla did, our kids obviously knew what lesbians were because we're big WNBA fans. So that was apparent. And then, you know, being gay and, you know, down the line or whatever. But if they have questions, find somebody and talk to them. Research. Like, just be open and honest with them. There's no point in trying to hide anything from your child especially in this day and age like everything is accessible at their fingertips so if you're going to give your kid a phone or let your kid get on your a tablet or whatever there's no point at the at, at, at that juncture there's no point in hiding anything from them anymore because if you don't tell them what gay means they're going to go youtube they're going to go to youtube and type in gay and who knows what comes up then gay porn yeah like, like oh my God. Who, knows, who knows what comes up then so it, it might as well come from you first. So just be open and honest about it. Okay. Shayla, would you like to give us your parent tip of the week? Yes. Yeah, so my parent tip is, so um, two weeks ago, my um, grandmother was buried. Um, so in Arlington. So I flew and I decided to fly with the number one and the number five. So our oldest and youngest, just to take a couple representatives with me, but I wasn't taking everybody. Um, Weak sauce. So my mommy tip is, especially when flying with young children, get headphones, preferably the um, the full-on headphones. That like cover your ear. Yeah, that cover your ear, not the earbuds, because little ears, the earbuds fall out consistently. But get headphones, because honestly, if you get headphones and have them watch something or listen to something it really helps that pressure in their ears when they're going up and down also gum so make sure you carry gum or just something to drink like in a bottle maybe um like apple juice or whatever if they're older or bottles um gum so they can chew going up and going down or some kind of chewy candy that they doesn't just go away also if you are breastfeeding or bottle feeding I think you should definitely hold off. Like if baby's hungry, try to soothe baby until you're going up and start. And then as soon as they start going up, 
then you breastfeed and bottle feed to, to ensure that they don't get too much pressure in their ears. Um, and we're going down the same thing. I think the main reason why kids cry like crazy is because their ears hurt. When I was a kid, my ear hurt. You cry, you don't know what's happening. You don't understand like you can pop them. You don't, you, it, it just hurts. So um, mommy tip, get headphones that cover your ears if you're flying with children. Definitely carry gum or chewy candy and breast or bottle feed going up and going down to help your pain. So it's, it's funny how this actually ties in slightly. My daddy tip is to develop a schedule that's based around nap time. I, I start with what time I want my children to take naps, and then I plug in the things that we're going to do that day. If we have something important that day, like school or a, a sporting event or anything, I figure out when we can get naps in during that time, and, that's how, and I build my schedule out from there. The way this actually ties in is... With me, when I fly with our young, younger children or any of our children that have been young, I try, to, I, I try to figure out what time, knowing what time we're going to be on that plane, I wake them up early enough that by, by the time we're about to get on that plane, they're exhausted and they fall asleep before we take off. That's been a tried and true method for me, um, but that's it. Just base your schedule around nap time. What's your mommy confession today, Shayla? So my mommy confession is I'm not a morning person. Ever. Ever. It sucks when I have to do it myself. So when D is at home and I let him wake up and get, you know, get the kids. She lets up me. And Thanks. Out the door. The thing is, so. She lets me. So, so he's a morning person and he's kind of always been a morning person and I have not. So he I'm a I have does, to be up person. So I need to go ahead and be up. And, um. And the times when I'm like, hey, I'll let you sleep in and I'll get the kids ready. He wakes up anyway. So I'm like, if you're not going to sleep, somebody should sleep. So if you're not going to utilize that sleep, I'm going to utilize the sleep and go back to sleep. So my now my, we can do this together faster. Just I'm asleep and you go ahead. Take care of that. Got you. So my mommy confession is um, I'm not a morning person. And um, D takes care of the morning duties when he's here. And the afternoon. No, and the night. No. I feel like a single parent last week when he was out of town. Three days in a row, I had to get the kid. I don't... You know what? I could not be a single parent. I would not have had five kids if I was a single parent. And I commend you anybody... probably shouldn't have had one kid if you were a single parent. Like, I, I like legit. I, can, I commend anyone who has four to five kids, four or five or more... <laughs> and it's a single parent because it's you mean you mean me real. you mean me like I commend yeah. D for doing everything anyway my daddy confession I obviously have a theme this week my daddy confession is I'm basically a toddler meaning that I have to nap every day or it's extremely difficult for me to be a functional adult so I try my best to find a way to take naps every day even when I had a, like a regular job at an, at an office Sometimes I would just go out in my car on my lunch break and sleep in my car. Like, I have to have naps every day. I've been this way since a kid. In high school, I would go into the locker room and sleep during periods sometimes instead of going to class. Like, I've never stopped taking naps. In college, I schedule my classes so I can get midday naps. Like, that's just my life. I need naps. Who's your favorite kid this week, Shayla? Um... So, my favorite kid's your favorite kid. So Ro, and it's really like, it's been, I guess it's been about two weeks. So Ro is my favorite because when I flew with her, and I mean, Shaden was awesome too, but he's 16. So, you know, he, he got, he gets it together. But 
Row, when we traveled, um, she's very excited. They're always excited to fly. She was so good. I mean, she was like so good when on our trip. There was like no whining. Um, she was, you know, like there was no crying or whining on the airplane. She was such a big girl, and I'm so proud of her. And um, she was my favorite. Okay, well, like Shayla said, we have the same favorite kid this week. Our youngest was my favorite, and it's funny because I originally, when I wrote out our little plan to speak, my reason for her being my favorite is just that she loves so hard. She she gives, everything's a bear hug. She She's, she's not clingy, but she loves you, and it's funny because she'll actually, like, not talk to people, so if she likes you, she really likes you, and if you're not in her circle, like, you might as well just not speak to her. Like, I have to force her to be polite and speak to people. But she she asked me something the other day that really, like, threw me for a loop. She asked me, and she in turn asked Shayla this a couple of days later, why did God make you my daddy? And, like, <laughs> at first I was just like, you know, so I can protect and guide you. And then, like Shayla said, I was out of town. So while I was driving to Dallas... And it's about a four or five hour drive. I just that that just kept coming in my mind and coming in my mind. And this is like, damn, like on, that's a really deep ass question. Like, you know, I tweeted out like Tyler deep thoughts, but it really took me aback and thinking about it. Like that was God speaking through rope. Like right before I left, I had gotten into it with our youngest son. I mean, we always get into it because we're, we're so much alike and you know, we we're just at the point where, you know, we we're just kind of avoiding each other for a little bit. And and I really felt like God spoke through Ro to me or she's she's just, you know, his his messenger right now. And like, why are you my dad? Why? Why did God put us all in one another's lives and to keep me focused and to to bring me back to my my path and my purpose? And, you know, I gave her a quick answer of to protect and guide and then that made me realize like if I'm getting into it with my son who's exactly like me and that's why we always bump heads well obviously I need to one protect him from himself because I I know where his attitude will take him I've been there and to guide him to do things better you know and through this 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 episode we've talked about uh, mental health and expressing our emotions our, our full range of emotions so you know he and i need to sit down and have a conversation about better ways to do so and all that was prompted by ro asking me one of her amazing toddler questions and i mean if any of you follow me on twitter like i often will tweet out something that ro said because she just says the strangest things and i'll throw you for a loop I mean, sometimes she might ask you, when are you going to die? Like, and that, <laughs> and that might uh, take you aback. But Rose just, she thinks about life and she asks questions and she's looking for answers. And she'll ask you the same question again in a week. And maybe you have a different answer. Maybe you don't. But that's my little buddy. So she's my favorite for the week. I'd like to thank you guys for listening. Remember that it's easier to raise strong children than repair broken men. And we're just trying to sharpen your tools in your toolbox. And as always, thank you for spending this time with us. We're not perfect, but we're wholehearted. Have a good day. (laughs) 
So we're literally leaving in less than two days, less than 48 hours, and have no earthly idea where we're going. Shayla has shut down at least six different cities. Mother Nature, and, correction. And three different countries Mother that I said, let's Nature go to. Mother Nature has shut it down. Shayla has not. From hurricanes to thunderstorms to fires. So anyway, next earthquakes. week, episode four would either be It Takes Two in a remote location or It's All About Me. <laughs> Still from a remote location because I'm going somewhere regardless. It's right? my birthday. And Shayla will spend her birthday with her loving five children. Uh-uh. <laughs> Goodbye. Hit it. I'm not internationally known, but I'm